this world that's filled with so much noise and information, how do we really stand out and be who we were really meant to be? In this podcast, we focus on injecting you with positivity, optimism, and strategies all centered around helping you be who you were always meant to be in business and life. Be inspired to show up in your own skin to learn strategies, habits, and skills from others as we share our own life journeys and stories. There's no other you, and you know yourself better than anyone else. So be prepared to take away habitual tidbits, tactics that will encourage you to pursue and live your life, not the one others want you to live. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, where you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you. Welcome back. I'm Tequila Dotter, your host of Stand Out Be You. You are listening to another episode where I bring to you the stories of solopreneurs and small business owners. I'm super excited to be with you today. As you know, Stand Out Be You is about capturing the story of you. And today I have with us Tammy Wen. What I loved from our talk with Tammy is her drive and her determination to help others share their creativity with the world. She's on a mission to help creatives and artists get discovered and share what they do. Now, if you're an artist or a creative or even a person just starting out in business, you're going to want to take a listen. Now, as always, before we dig in, just as a reminder that if you have any questions for me or any suggestions or any topics that you would like discussed here on the show, I am always here and happy to take a listen. Oh, and if you have a story, let's hear it. You can leave me a message at tequiladaughter.com. Yes, you can go to my website, click the voicemail button on the right-hand side of the screen and leave me a voice message. I would love to hear your voice and ideas. Okay, on with the show. Tammy, welcome to Stand Out Be You. Tell us a little bit more about you. Thank you. My name is Tammy. I'm the founder of The Creative Host, which is a brand that I created uh, to specifically give back to Atlanta artists in where I live, which is Atlanta. I'm currently 22 years old, so I just graduated from college, and I don't know if this is a direction that I really want to continue in the future, but I mean, it's a start in the direction that I do want to go to. That's awesome. Now, uh, Tammy, I was taking a look at your website here, and correct me if I'm wrong, what you're currently doing is you're bringing different artists together in one particular venue or one particular area. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so what I, how I started the Creative Post was a blog, because at first I wanted to kind of have a space to share my experience of being like a graphic designer I've been doing graphic design for a good five years now I think and counting and it was just like a fun ride for me to kind of share those experiences from branding pricing all this kind of stuff that you wouldn't I guess you wouldn't hear from your professors in college or anything like that and I'm so passionate about it because I'm a traditional designer meaning that I didn't go to school for graphic design. I actually went to school for sociology because I have a love for people. Like I love talking to people all the time. I love connecting with people. So that's why I went with that route. But I always did graphic design on the side as like to get like a side gig or to do, to do a project just to get some extra money. And it kind of just became like a whole career in itself during college. But once I started the blog, I realized like, oh, well, I might be able to get more community 
communities here in Atlanta together by making it more open for other writers to come on board. So like I first had a writer came on board and then I had another person who was a painter come write for me. And with them writing, it made me realize like this could be even bigger. So I end up making it into like a media outlet. So almost like a news media, but not really. It's kind of like just a bunch of different creative people coming together, writing about their resources and their experiences. But on top of that, then I realized, wow, it could be even bigger than that. So we turned it into a bigger media company where it covers a lot of Atlanta events, a lot of Atlanta artists, and we feature a lot of artists, just how we're on this podcast right now. We want to do something like this in the future too. I love it, Tim, because what you're telling us and what we're hearing, and it's what we talk about with even being online or even having any businesses as different stages and different phases. But in particular, mm-hmm. online, you start kind of shifting your direction and shifting the business focus into different directions because you're yeah. allowing yourself to be open to the growth of where it could actually take you. So this is really, really awesome. So I know that you're teaching others. Are you teaching the creative individuals how to actually run their business or a side business? At the moment, no, but that is for sure. One of our goals in the future is to maybe by next year or so to host maybe small workshops so that we can give more individual attention to whatever the topic may be. So like if it was me, I would probably run a couple of workshops on freelancing since I've done that a lot or here's how to stay organized versus like some of my teammates could give workshops on their experiences. So it's a big variety, but as of now, I don't have anything concrete. Okay, so who would be the ideal customer that would come to you or to become a part of the creative folks? I would hope that the audience that we're targeting at the moment on the website is basically creative. Anybody in the Atlanta area specifically, because that's where I want to centralize all the focus to be in, only because that's just like a better way for me to take a grasp of my audience versus like me trying to be all big and like being a national in the United States or anything like that. Like it, it just gives me all this anxiety. So I wanted to start it local first. But on my team wise, anybody that wanted to be part of the creative folks, for sure, you have to be an Atlanta native and you have to be into the arts for sure. Yeah. And so right now you're starting, if I'm hearing this correctly, you're starting locally, but it would yes, be correct. something that you would expand out globally right or just is that right that assumption (laughs) no no that assumption is correct because I wanted to start it locally like I said before because it's something easier for me to grasp as of now but in the future I mean we're already talking plans about expanding it nationally here in the United States and then maybe in the future globally where we'll have chapters as of now, like, of course, not at that state. We're only like seven months old. So Tammy, I know that you have that background of having the creativity and the design and everything, but tell Mm -hmm. me a little bit more of of why. Why is it that you really want to help individuals and you want to make an impact? Well, I think it, it kind of stems from me thinking back on when I first started in doing graphic design, even though that was something I never went to school for, it was something that I was passionate about. It just wasn't something I just took classes for. That's the only thing that made it different from me and another graphic designer. I just had that passion for it, but no one was really willing to help me. So I had to do all of it by myself. Like I learned all the graphic design I learned now on my own. Like I maybe watched a couple of YouTube videos, maybe one or two that I could remember, but Outside of that, everything was self-taught. And I felt like that was just something 
someone doesn't need to go through. And for me, having to pay for resources all the time, I think that's like overwhelming. And sometimes you might not get the bang for your buck. So that's why I wanted to create something like this so that I can impact the community and be a better resource for them and all. And what would you say has been the biggest struggle for you with getting all of this going? I think for sure it has to be drive. So I do, I mean, when I say this to people, they're like, oh, well, isn't it like your passion project? Isn't it something that you like to do? Well, yeah, of course, it's something that I want to do. That's why I invested so much time, money, and effort into this, this whole branding thing. But on days, it does get overwhelming. Like I said, I'm only 22. I work a full-time job now while doing this at the same time. So I'm juggling two different things at the same time altogether. And it does get overwhelming. And sometimes my team they overwhelmed with the stress that I'm putting on them as well. So we're going back and forth. We're trying to make sure our plans kick off or sometimes our plans don't kick off and we get overwhelmed, we get stressed, all this kind of stuff. I love it that you mentioned that. So you're still currently working, but you have this as your side project, which is really, I say, your baby or your why, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. How is that working? How are you juggling the two? At the moment, it's really plain and simple. I work a typical nine to five job here in the States. So from 8am until 6pm, I'm working in that office space, typing, doing all this stuff. And then when I come home at night, I hop onto the computer, I do what I need to do. So like, if I'm doing like some type of partnership thing, some collaborations, I'll hop on it just like I am right now. And at night, I'll answer all my emails, or like I'll schedule all my emails out to be sent out over the course of the week, so that I get constant replies or anything like that. It's just a lot of like time management for sure <laughs> and making sure you get enough sleep. Yeah, absolutely. And do you see yourself anytime soon having to kind of pull back from the nine to five? Are you there yet with the business or do you have a plan in place for that? Well, at first, before I actually started this nine to five, I literally started this nine to five maybe two days ago or so, because at first I was working a part-time job that was pretty good, but my contract ended. And that part-time job helped me stabilize the business to where it is right now. It's not like full speed, but it's stable. And then part-time doing that and then part-time going to work. So now that I'm hopping onto full-time, I do feel like it could be stressful in the future. But as of now, it's not, it's not too bad. And I'm always used to doing this anyway, because I went to school, I had night classes or I had morning classes and then went to work. So I've, I've always been working. So I think that's a mentality that a lot of people need to get into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so where do you see this going, Tammy? Like, where do you see the creative folks, let's say, six months from now or a year from now? Uh, so if we're talking short term, like six months from now, I would hope that we have, of course, higher rates on our website, like getting more viewers, getting more authentic viewers specifically. And then from a year from now, I hope we will be full speed in terms of we'll be hosting our workshops that we wanted to host. We'll be hosting not only workshops, but events in Atlanta, hosting networking sessions for artists here in Atlanta, going to more art shows, et cetera. We're already kind of going in that direction. So I feel confident enough to say that we are. I would hope we go for it from here. Yeah, I think it's great because I think that one of the biggest things that you have down packed is the time management and the mindset. You also have that as well. What would you recommend to someone else who, let's say they are working the nine to five and they, mm -hmm. they want to really push forward and go after their dream? 
what would you say to them how they should go about getting started? I do think that it takes trial and error and patience. So with the trial and error, it's really just playing it out until like you figure out what works for you because no one has it figured out. Like I'm not sitting here 22 years old and have it all figured out. Like I got the time management down, but that's because I practiced it so much in college. Like I remember my freshman year taking like 8 a.m. classes, knowing that I could not get up 8 a.m. I still took 8 a.m. classes and then I would be done like around 1 p.m. but then get home early like oh yeah now I get home early and then other days I go to work because I was working part-time and then I figured that isn't going to work for me so let me try sophomore year I'll switch it up so I'll go to work in the morning from say 9 to 3 and take evening classes then I realized that wasn't working because I get way too tired in the evening uh, to concentrate in class and that was affecting my grades so by the next year in junior year that's when it started studying a little bit better I started taking afternoon classes where it was like maybe I'll split it two classes a day or something like that. I can't remember right now, but yeah, like it'll be say 10 o'clock in the morning until 2, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. That gives me time in the morning to collect myself and get ready for class and concentrate for class. And then after that, go to work. Or by senior year, I didn't do that anymore where I still kept the class schedule, but in the afternoon, I just didn't go to work. I just went home to chill out. But then on my alternative days, I would go to work. So that really helped me figure out like, okay, I do need resting days. I also do need specific work days, not try to cram all that in into one day. Like I only have 24 hours. I can't jam it all into one day. And then finally, it's patience. It's understanding that sometimes your projects and your motives, whatever whatever it is that you're trying to do, you're going to have flaws and you're going to make mistakes. So you have to be patient with yourself and you have to be able to understand that those mistakes does not mean you failed. It just means that that's where you need to improve. I hope that all made sense. I know it was a lot. (laughs) No, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. The audience that's listening would say, wow, she's, she's doing a lot and you've learned a lot even at this stage of your life. But what would you say has been your biggest mistake so far and what have you learned from that? Well, what kind of mistake are you talking about? Like a business mistake or like a life mistake? Well, I like both because we make mistakes in both life (laughs) and business. So whichever one you would like to share. Hmm. I'll share both. Let's just see. We have some time. So on the life side, I think one of the biggest mistakes is, I think this is just something everybody does when they're young is just trying to fit in and trying to fit with the crowd. Like I've always just been that person in the classroom who's just like, okay, you take on whatever it is, and I'll just follow whatever it is that you're doing. I never taken lead. And only up until, like, I guess my senior year of high school is when I realized I really love to lead, and I really love to guide people, not in the sense to boss them around, but more of so, like, just being the one that they look up to, the one where they can come to to talk about anything, whether it's work-related, project-related, or even personal-related. I'm all about it. Like, I'll talk to you about anything for hours and hours if I have to. So on that side, it's just, I wish I realized these things about myself a little bit earlier so that I think I would be in a better position now than I am currently, but not to say that I'm complaining now. I feel like perfectly fine right now. On the business side, something really simple just happened where I think I got too confident with our own brand. And we just recently went to an art show on Sunday. So like about two two days ago from right now, currently in my time zone. And I just thought we were like really cool stuff. We had like a bunch of merchandise out onto the table. 
and only to turn out we didn't even make sales we made like eight dollars and i printed like at least fifty dollars worth or sixty dollars worth of merchandise but at the end of the day i didn't feel too bad i i just told myself like oh well i just made a mistake in branding i just I was just overconfident with my own work, not thinking about the branding, the essential, the basic stuff that every project, every marketing project has. Yeah, so just going overboard on that. Yeah, yeah. And it's through those mistakes that we're actually able to learn and then grow from there for the next time. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, we're already preparing for our next art show, and I know exactly what I want to target in terms of just marketing it a little bit better and making the table look a little bit nicer than how we did this time. I've always liked how we made our tables, but it can always be improved on. And that's a good mindset to have. Absolutely. Well, Tammy, we really look forward to seeing where you're going with the creative folks. I think it's a a brilliant idea to bring the creative individuals together, especially the artists. You know, my brother, he's an artist, and I'm always saying, you know what, you can do so many great things. So I commend you on actually helping our artists because we need them to keep going because those are the things that inspire us um, daily. So I thank you for what you're doing, and I'm excited to see where you're going with all of it. Yeah, for sure. And I just don't believe in like the whole starving artist concept where I think a lot of times people just say, think of that stereotype because a lot of artists value their work. So they don't like just sell out their work to anybody or they just don't do any project for like 20 bucks or when it's worth like 100. So just understanding that mindset and helping them use that mindset to their advantage is really what I'm, I'm going after in all in total. No, I think it's awesome um, because, you know, that is a stereotype that's out there. But we know, and I know that you've probably seen this too, there's a lot of artists that are out here. They're going off that traditional path and they're doing things differently. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So this next part of the episode, I like to go into what I call the personality questions. So we'll get to know you a little bit more than what we've already learned of you. So the first one is... What's the furthest place that you've traveled to from your birthplace? Let's see. I think back to my home country, which is not where I was born, which is Vietnam. Oh, that's awesome. I really want to go to Vietnam. That's on my list. Yay. (laughs) You should. It's a little bit hot, but I mean, it's it's pretty fun. It was really hot here in Guam, so it's probably about the same Ah. same temperatures. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tell me, um, this next one's fun. If you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? Hmm, I think I've always wanted to be a wolf because I just see so many things about them that I really like, not only because I'm a dog lover just by nature, but I just like how fierce they can be, but they can be loving at the same time. If you really, you really think about it, they're dogs. I think of them as my dogs too. (laughs) Wolf, that's the first one on here. I love it. So tell me the next one. The next one here is if you could go back and let's say, talk to your 10 year old self about life, what would you tell yourself? Oh, that's a good one. I think I would tell myself what I was saying earlier. Just don't try to fit in with everybody it's okay that you're weird and it's okay that you you take things the extra step because I've always been every time I did anything like a project in school I remember like my peers coming at me and saying like you always make things a little bit more complicated you always like do this do that why can't you just make it normal and I've always taken offense to that (laughs) so I would tell my 10 year old self like don't take offense just embrace embrace who you are stand out yeah be who you are right 
And this yeah. last one, Tammy, tell me a little bit of the story behind your name, because our name is what makes part of who we are. Tell me about your name, the story. My real name, like just my name in general, like Tammy? Yeah, what's the story behind your name? There's nothing really too fun about it, honestly. I just, uh, my actual name in Vietnamese means love. So maybe that plays into why I I love people, <laughs> because I love all around. But I chose the name Tammy in middle school as a nickname because I just kind of had attraction toward the name Tammy. But I really take behind the name, my last name, which is Win. It's spelled a little bit weird, but it's pronounced as W-I-N, like Win. And I use it as my brand name for my design. It's called Winner.com, spelled H-U-Y-N-H-E-R.com. And I've always had that last name or that brand name with me in high school, which is when, like, I played sports, et cetera. That was, like, on my hoodies, on, like, a jersey or something like that. That was on there. And it always just motivated me to keep winning, literally, and to stay winning, which is, like, part of my slogan. Yeah, I love it. And everyone, you have to go over to the website to see the spelling. She just spelled <laughs> it for us. But if you see it, you're like, <laughs> she told me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to butcher your last name. And then she told me. Oh, yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> and I love yeah. it. Well, definitely for us, we look at your uh, winner. And we look forward to seeing what you're going to be uh, doing in the community or what you're already doing. We're excited about, but what you're going to be doing in the future, we're even more excited about. Definitely keep us updated and we'll keep our eye on you. And maybe, you know, a year from now, we'll have you back on the show. Oh, yeah, that would be really cool to do like a follow up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Where is she now? So do you have any parting words for everyone listening? Well, uh, kind of the same stuff that I've been saying. I really think that it's important for everybody, no matter if you're a creative person, you work a nine to five, or you own a business, whatever it is that you do, patience is always important. And there's a time and place for everything. So just because something didn't work out that day, that time, that second, doesn't mean that it's never going to work out. Sometimes it'll work out later, or sometimes it's another door opening for another thing to happen. So just be patient with everything that you do. I try to instill that every day when I'm going to work for this nine to five, and then every day that I'm coming home and doing all these emails and partnerships, et cetera, for the creative folks. And just in life in general, when I'm like out on the street, I try not to road rage, try to have patience with people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Tammy, so much. We enjoyed having you on the show. Everyone listening, I will link everything that she's mentioned here um, in the show notes and how you can actually connect back with Tammy. And again, remember to stand out, be you, and that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. Until next time. Wow. Tammy has a determined spirit, right? Well, if you would like more of Tammy, then come join us in the Standout BU community where we work through business ideas, marketing tactics, and more. It's called the Faces of Collaboration. You can go to tequiladaughter.com forward slash community. You also can find out more about Tammy in the show notes. listening to the show and wondering how you can turn your passion into a business, but you don't quite know how to go about doing it. Well, I've received a few emails from some of you and I decided to put together a business guide for you. Within this guide, I 
walk you through three easy steps to get started. And I also included in there 20 business ideas that you could easily start today. And I know because I've done some of them as well as some of our solopreneurs here on Stand Up BU. You can go to tequiladoddard.com forward slash business guide to grab it. 